0: Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome to This Week in WordPress and Tech with Penny Power OBE, which is great. This is episode 671. And I like to get the guests to introduce themselves. I think we'll go from Jonathan Denwood first, because he's my host, and then we'll go on to Penny.
1: Oh, thanks, Andrew. I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We help people, coaches, people that want to make a business out of e-learning, use it, the power of WordPress, but remove some of the hurdles. Back over to you, Andrew. Right, Penny Power,
0: OBE. We're very honoured to have you with us today. Give us yourself uh, a little elevator pitch of who you are and why you are
2: well thank you very much andrew and jonathan i'm excited about this i'm very excited about understanding that wordpress can also have all these plugins to make it a learning uh, system but i know that's not what we're going to be talking about today but it was fantastic to research what you do jonathan thank you very much for having me on your show both of you um i don't really do i haven't got an elevator pitch i don't know I um, maybe i don't go out networking like that enough but um My world is very much around um, community, um, how you become a citizen of a community, how you build community, um, how community can be a really big um, business-led growth strategy, uh, a community can be. Um, uh, So I think we're going to talk today a little bit about that, about networking, community, um, all the online world, post-pandemic, all these things, and I'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to it very much.
0: Brilliant, right. Well, I'll do my introduction because I didn't do it. So I'm Andrew Palmer from Bertha.ai, which is an artificial intelligence writing assistant built right into WordPress so you can write where you work. And on that note, we're just going to take a very short break because we're going to pay the piper with our lovely sponsors. Allow us to introduce you to Castos, our major sponsor. If you're looking to get into podcasting, Castos is for you. No penalties on the amount of downloads and the support, should you need it, is the best in the industry. Take a look at Castos for your podcasting solution. That's castos.com, castos.com. The importance of backing up your WordPress website cannot be emphasized enough. We use BlogVault to help us do this on a daily basis with free staging, migrations, and on the pro plans, malware scanning and auto fix. BlogVault is the professional's choice when managing just one website or many. Go to blogvault.com and see for yourself. You seriously won't find a better, more complete solution. That's blogvault.com, blogvault.com. And we're back. Right, so, Penny, this week's question or number one question is, what do you think are some of the major tech trends that have been accelerated during the pandemic? And you kind of alluded to that in your introduction. And how will these affect relationship building in the future, specifically Mm. for you, but maybe for your community as well?
2: Well, if I start by saying that um, I've been in technology since I was 19, I joined it in 1983. So I've seen the emergence of huge mass of things, literally from the desktop going into the office and then through to the family desk, you know, office computers, the family computer, I should say, all the way through to the internet. Um, and I started the first social network in the world in 1998, the Academy, um, which predated LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, and so it's been really fascinating um, for me as a relatively older person, I suppose, I'm 58 now to watch all these trends coming up. And obviously the pandemic, the joy in it for me personally, was that a lot of people who resisted technology just had to get on board to it. They did. And, and I think that's one of the most exciting trends that have happened because, I mean, from councils that said, um, you know, we're gonna have got a 12 year program to deliver stuff online, to, to sort of delivering something within three days. You know, it accelerated the motivation. Um, So that's all really great. And obviously, the use of Zoom, WebEx, Teams, the ability to use things like StreamYard or Restream, these types of tools so that we can stream out to lots of audiences. You know, I had a lot of clients that were very, very resistant to doing things like that. They were terrified of the camera, um, absolutely terrified of it. And so the greatest trend, I think, is obviously the use of technology has now expanded out. And when I look at um, a lot of people my age, you know, a lot of them were hoping that they could retire before the need to be really embedded in technology would bite their bum. And they, you know, it's happened quicker. So that's great. And then in terms of, I suppose, more of the soft skills around technology, I'm really intrigued by that because, uh, when I when we first started a social network back in 1998, we, you know, we were trying to convince people that you could be a friend online. And and literally it was four years before Facebook. No, it's four years before LinkedIn, six years before Facebook, eight yeah. years before Twitter. And so we were really evangelizing a concept to people. And we obviously had the early adopters, uh, the lowest hanging fruit. And we could then teach them the culture that we wanted to create, which was friendship first, commerce second build your social capital. Um, And then as we became more and more successful, the more transactionally thinking people started to think, well, here's a huge community of people that I could sell to. And they became the hunters and they would join and they would damage their reputation because they would just burn through everybody and not be interested in being a friend and not interested in engaging. And then social media came about, okay? And we moved from social networking to the joy for a lot of people of, right well, now I don't have to engage at all. I can just broadcast some stuff out and I can even delegate that to loads of people. And I don't even have to make the effort to talk to people. And I think that was a great shame because I think people then became hidden behind all these automated systems and, 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 and they, they lost their personal brand really. Um, and therefore lost their social capital in doing that. And I've been banging the drum fiercely for years through speaking and writing about, you know, you as a person, um, you know, what you do matters. Obviously, it's important. because yeah. We all want to find great experts, but who you are is going to matter much greater than that. And I think to try and close off that question that you asked is what what's accelerated during the pandemic is I think people, by being isolated, by being lonely, um, by not having the office waterhole or the ability to network in the same way, uh, they have learned to engage online and through these tools, spend a little bit of time asking questions like, "You know what's that behind you?" and "Oh, have I shown you my dog and and talking about their family and health?" and I think that this has meant people are starting to engage at a human level, and that is what I love and I think yeah. that sustainable when you're building
0: a business. Getting their personal brand sorted. What do you think, Johnson? To that, uh to that. A lovely answer, Penny, by the way. what, what yeah.
1: do you think, John? Yeah, it sounds fantastic. Um I wonder if you've got any insights about how somebody should try and build a professional network in twenty twenty two with a focus on LinkedIn. I have a lot of people contact me through LinkedIn and they don't do a to my sense then. It's not done very well. I don't know if it's because the way they're doing it yeah. or it's something to do with LinkedIn in general. But um, I tend to use the podcast as a way of me and try and offer some value, but yeah,
2: yeah, hardly true. any. Yeah, it all way.
1: seems to be cane to me.
2: So um, how shall I answer this? I am definitely somebody who prefers quality over quantity. Um and we've always joked about that. I think I said that first, at sort of an academy meeting in London, we used to have about 600 people meet once a month. And I said that, and there was a lot of laughter because there was my husband and I standing up on stage together, and I think they thought I was talking about something else. But I always believed in, in quality over quantity. However, there is no doubt that if you can build a lot of connections and have a very open and random and supportive attitude to the way you do it, your social capital is greater and the randomness of your connections can be quite incredible. So I think the gratuitous just sending out uh, connect, 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 connect without any relevance and without any resonance is a complete waste of time. But I think we need to be realistic about life. You know, I started being in business when I was 19 in telesales and at the time in 1983, and many people will remember this, we had yellow pages and yep. we had a telephone and we had an index card box at the front. And there were five, I, was, I worked for a computer distributor that was selling Hewlett-Packard, Microsoft, PageMaker, all sorts of software and hardware. For the, so I was in a distributor. And there were 5,000 computer dealers. And we had to make phone calls to them to try and get their business And we would literally go through the yellow pages and say hi and ask them if they, you know, if they needed anything at the moment. Cold calling or whatever. Over time, we built a relationship. And I remember the first order I got. and This is really relevant because I don't think that things have changed just because it's technology. Humans haven't changed. We all have the same needs to matter, belong. um, People be interested in us. So the first order I got when I was working for this company, um, and I'd been sent on a telesales training course that left me cold because it was all manipulated scripts. The first order I got was I rang a guy. He had a business in Tolworth in London, near London, South London, um, data systems, electronics, they were called. His name was Roland. He answered the phone and with a cough. And I said, oh, hi, Roland. My name's Penny Ross at the time, and I work for Biotech. And I said, You don't sound terribly well, so completely off script here. And he sure. said, No, I've got, I've got a cough. I've got a bad cough, and I feel quite ill. In fact, I'm going to go home after this call. And I said, Oh, I'm really sorry. I'm ringing from Biotech, and I'm actually trying to sell to you. And I bet you're not in the mood for that. So um, go home, and I'll ring you another day. And that was it. And then when I went out for lunch that day, um, and I found this little, there was this, Laid by that somebody had a tea van and sold sandwiches, and on the counter in this van was a pack, a, a display of tubes, cough sweets, and I bought them for Roland. There was no ulterior motive. I went back to the office and I said to my supervisor, Suzanne, "Am I allowed to use the franking machine? People might not know what that is, but that's for posting <laughs> in the business." We know and, what it is. <laughs> yeah, and can I have a little jiffy bag and, and the compliments slip. Can I send this? And she said, "Don't be ridiculous. Why would you send something like that?" And I said, well, it just wasn't. He's not feeling very well. And I just." And he, she said, "No, you can't." So I said, "Well, am I allowed to buy it?" So I went to the secretary and I paid for an envelope and the franking machine, and I put a little note in there. and I said, "I hope he feels better soon." Three days later, he rang up and he said. He, the call was put through to me the first call that was ever put through to me as a salesperson and he said hello it's roland you rang me the other day when i had a call oh hello roland what can i do for you and he said we'll get a pen and paper out i've got an order and he i just wrote down all these things you know you'll pack on this and microsoft this and da, 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 da. i wrote it all down on a piece of paper in our day book that we had and i said thank you i've no idea how to put this into the system can i ring you back roland afterwards and he said yes went to my supervisor, showed her this piece of paper and she looked at me in shock and said, well, how have you got an order of that size? And I said, well, I sent him some tunes. And from that day onwards, using my own values and my beliefs around relationships and caring for people and working on the long term, I have always fought for the fact that we should build relationships, create our social capital, not look for a transactional outcome and just connect because we love people and it's worked. So, it's a long answer, Jonathan, to your question. How do uh, I?
1: It... I'm notorious for my winding long questions, to ask Andrew. Right. <laughs> so, uh... so
2: what, how do people build LinkedIn? So, LinkedIn, yeah, at the very worst, it's just a beast of a machine to be able to cold call people. Yeah. Right? And we could do that years ago and be crap at it. Now we've got the ability to connect with someone and actually be interested in them, actually have a conversation with them, actually listen to what their needs are and what their life is about and what's going on for them. Have they got a cough? And start to engage and look at the long term. And. That is what I've believed in since technology enabled us back in 1998 when we started. That is what I've believed in, and it's called building social capital and being a citizen of these places.
1: Yeah, just a quick... I I think think it's great. Um,
0: Just sorry, Jonathan, to interrupt me. I've got the title for uh, Penny's next book, which is Have You Got a Cough? And um, (laughs) (laughs) carry carry on, Jonathan. I like
1: that. I love that. It's just... uh, um, I think it's about... Having some personal charm, but I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the people that contact me through LinkedIn, and it's obviously a canned response. And that's not so bad. It's just that you think they would just offer some kind of value. Some, you know, I know you do the podcast, this person might be a good guest to you or um, you're, I see that you're in e-learning, this person might be interested. Um, but they don't, it, it's just, they contact me and it's just a ramble about them. They don't, I I they don't offer anything. That, I think that's the point that,
0: that Penny's comedy. making. That so you're making happened. that point, Penny, is you're making that point, is that connection is about being kind, being helpful being caring but you know even to the degree that john jonathan says you know i you know i know you do the podcast and i think penny power would be great for this interview why don't you connect with them and that would then uh, make me remember that person or, or make jonathan remember that person i want to move on to the to another question which jonathan can ask it's it's number three it's with the it starts with the because uh, i don't like asking questions like this because i'm a bit funny on questions like this, but I mean, I don't, you know, Jonathan can ask this one. You can get the blame. Oh,
1: you want me to ask question three? Yep. Um, so, like, I think it's linked to the uh, last... No, it's number,
0: number, number three
1: or four, so it's with the Me number Too. Number
2: four, I know which oh, one Oh, no, the
1: saying. Me Too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't want it, you know, I know you don't, and I definitely don't, you know, I don't want it to go into a political discussion, um, I've got another show for that, Penny. Uh, um, uh, um, so um, but the me the Me Too movement, you know what the reason why I selected this as a topic for our discussion, Penny, is that in some of your other interviews, um you talk about the balance between don't think business isn't about relationships, because it is, it is personal. I think you stated that in one of your recent other interviews, and I agree with that. The idea that you can divorce your business from your personal, but in some ways you do have to do it. But it is all intertwined, and there's a lot. There's been a lot of um, discussion in the tech community, especially in America, where. Um people have been taking personal discussions and they've been discussing it at work. There's specifically there was a company called Basecamp that has um a very popular con- um project management software. Yeah, and right. literally their company imploded through discussions. So I was going to ask you, where's the balance? Where Uh, do you see the balance? I think what
2: we've got, and I know with sort of the Me Too movement is what you were also intimating earlier. Um, uh, Let me start with this. A friend of mine once said to me, and she was a specialist in psychology and neuroscience and behavioural change and organisational change, we were having this really interesting conversation about change. And it was actually personal to me. Because I went through a real crisis of confidence um, after um, the academy came to an end, and then I went into business with someone who was just unpleasant. Um, it was a real accident, but possibly done in scarcity, from my point of view. And as a result of it, I became quite untrusting of people. And sure. and and she she said, um, "You've obviously had." Pain in business, and that this is becoming relevant. This, you've always had pain in business, Penny, and so if, if, if I don't know whether this is, does this go out as a video or does this go out just as always? It's
0: live, and it's live as a video, but it's, 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 live it's, it's actually live. We're live into, but
2: it also streams. Okay, so, if anybody's listening to this rather than watching it, I'm going to just hold a pen up, and I'm just going to have it straight line <laughs> and um, uh, horizontal. And if that was a pivot point, like a seesaw in the middle. Sometimes things can go far too much to one side. It's an unbalanced okay. So for me, for example, regarding um, trusting people, I'd I'd gone way to the left and the the seesaw was now really shooting up to the sky. And she said, sometimes the way that change has to take place is you go all the way to the other side when you want to address a problem. Oh, You overcompensate and then eventually it balances into the middle. And that's been a really interesting thing to learn because when you look at the Me Too movement, in some respects, some of us will think it's gone far too far to one side because people are becoming so sensitive. And I've experienced this. I referred to the the female entrepreneurs within Bit One Hundred. I wrote, um, "Hello, ladies." Two of them told me that that was really disparaging, and I'm a woman
0: it's sorry difficult it's a this is why i don't even like asking a question you know because it's no, just exactly. so
2: difficult. i i mean i blushed with embarrassment and i was doing this on whatsapp they couldn't even see it and i said oh my goodness i'm so sorry i had no idea that was disparaging what should i call mm. you and they said call us female entrepreneurs or women i didn't even know that but that's a fact and to a certain extent i thought oh my god help me here i'm a woman and i'm doing this one sure. i'm a so it's very scary. For well, can I? I
1: don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you, Penny. But yeah. my 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 reaction would be, if I utilise the word girls, I do feel that's pretty patronising. Yeah, it is. But, but to say women ladies women, or women, but we, I think you're pointing we out, we that. have a. We're, so so I had a
2: conversation with my daughter about this. Okay, now uh, it's just taking this talk to a different level, in a way, and I apologise if this triggers oh, anything. Don't worry, carry on. Our daughter in 2016, um, when she was 24, went away to, uh, skiing in, in Morzine, and unfortunately a car drove up when she was walking between a nightclub and a, a bar. Three men in it dragged her into the car and abducted her and raped her.
1: I'm sorry. Right.
2: sorry. And that is the most extreme for, mm. form of abuse of a woman, yeah. and... And absolutely, you know, we have to do something about this way. And but she said to me, the thing about me too, Mum, is you don't create change for the huge scale of awful things that happen to people without redressing it at the very, very minimal side. And and that's why it's gone it's maybe gone so far over, like I was showing, with this sure. duckless, yeah. but it needs to, because it's been really bad. And, and therefore, I think we have to learn and educate ourselves. And equally, like if you make a mistake, like I have with those um, female entrepreneurs, learn from it, respect it and move on. But I don't think while you're learning, people should be too reprimanded in those things. In that, so, in I'm, company,
0: I'm with you all how, the way on that one, because, we, because we are still learning. So yeah,
2: new, we're all still learning because we've got generations and generations of of treatments and habits that are laid down in DNA and in no. and in the way we behave that has to change. And well,
0: especially especially for us, we all grew up in the sixties, right? Yeah, you know, I was born in nineteen sixty. So, you know, and Jonathan, I think nineteen thirty four or something. But, um, <laughs> That's the exactly. kindest thing you've to we've me. We've had different culture shocks all the way through our lives. You know, we had the 60s, we had the 70s, we had the 80s, the 90s, the whatever it was. So we've had culture. And I call me to a bit of a culture shock because it is. It's to us. We say, right, yeah, actually, you're right. You know, you are right about that. And I agree with you and I'll move on. I'll try and draw a line like the accountant say, draw a red line under it and move on. Right, now next on from that. Oh, we, next, we, 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 we need to go further. we to go we've got to go for a little break um yeah. for a little second again to one to pay the piper but uh, our wonderful sponsors uh, we could
1: not do this without them so we'll no. see you in a second or two hi there folks are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power woo for yourself or for clients And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding. Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients it also works natively with gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or divi it's really flexible really powerful
2: tribe are you trying to scale your agency but struggling to find time to work on your business because you're always stuck working in your business head over to focuswp.co where you can subscribe to an instant team of white label geeks and creatives to delegate to use code wp tonic for a special discount just for the tribe with focus wp you don't have to worry about hiring firing or any other hr nightmares just submit a ticket and your new team will dive in focus on what you love outsource the rest
0: Right, we're back now. So number four, we go with another question. We 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 kind of mucked around the questions a bit here today, but um, so with the you've kind of answered this, but I'm going to answer answer this ask this question. Um, and how does it affect you? Because I know that you're a, a child of the same kind of decade as myself, and how with the acceleration of remote working connected to the pandemic, how do you see um that affecting company culture and effectiveness with the people that you're working with currently?
2: Well, it's a very frightening time for leaders, I think, because they're also human and they've also had to learn to adapt. You know, uh, you know I remember th- for the first, first time I ever saw a teacher when I was at school walk into a toilet. I thought, oh, my gosh, teachers use toilets as well.
0: Yeah, you know, they are human. Leaders
2: yeah. are no different to any of us. They have the same vulnerabilities. They have to go through the same learning. They have to, you know, hopefully be motivated to do that. But we were all thrown into chaos. You know, these senior leaders, they were thrown into children at home, homeworks, challenges, technology challenges. You know, how do I keep my team psychologically safe? How do I keep motivated? How do I get them onto the technology? You know, they've all been through hell. And so I think Again, there's a little bit of tolerance at the beginning needed to happen, and I hope it did happen. Now it's bedding down, and it's not going to change because the actual workers are asking for this hybrid world. Mm. And We've got
0: government ministers walking into their parliamentary offices and going into the civil servants and leaving little notes and saying, "I, you know, I popped by to say hello, I'll look forward to seeing you in soon, you know, and that's kind of not the attitude that we want, certainly not. I don't want that. I want people to accept that this is going to be this is the new norm, right? I've worked from home for twenty years. It's we've got Streamyard, we've got Zoom, we've got all the connectivity that we need, and it's kind of demonstrated we needed to up our game in in broadband and and uh, internet access about five years ago. If if we'd been at this level five years ago, we'd have been much much better off. But you know, I totally agree with you. We've got a work from home mentality. We've got people. Wanting to get on with their lives, which we can do now, we've we're saving. So a friend of mine that was used to commute into London at five a.m. in the morning and get home at eight p.m. at night, just so that he could do his nine nine to five job, has saved what five hours a day.
2: I know so it's
0: can, amazing. He, you know, and, and I it's so enlivened I, them.
2: Exactly. And my there's two things about this. Obviously, the subject of mental health and well being has really shot up. And and I think that's really powerful. Um, and what worries me is that some companies are burning their staff too much. So I there was a company in New York that hired me to do a talk on well-being um, and company culture. And I, when I was doing the briefing, the HR girl very proudly said, well, we allow the green light on Slack, which that might not mean much to some people so we can explain it, but the green light on Slack to be off for 30 minutes a day. Really? So now the green light on Slack, so Slack's this um, productivity, project management tool, however, whatever it is, but it's it's it can also work like an internal social network on, on stuff. And it has a green light and you can toggle it to a red light You know when you go off to the loo because it means I'm not available. So they had a company... Policy of that. And the other company policy that they were very proud of is that they had bought all their staff a year's um, subscription to Calm. right. Awesome. Yeah. So what they were doing is very task related and on delegating it out. They weren't actually sorting the culture and the leadership and making this a very loving space and a great place to belong to. And my philosophy in life, business is personal sits alongside the fact that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which many of us know, the pyramid, number three in that, after physiological needs, uh, physical needs and safety, is love and belonging. We all need a sense of love and belonging, and that doesn't stop the minute you walk into business. In fact, to a lot of people, it's where they spend most of their time with around people, and they need that even more, because that's where they get the sense of, Attachment and self-esteem and the well, fact I, that I matter.
0: I, I actually you quite know. like the green light and the and the calm bit, but I I get what you're saying because we don't have the water cooler moments anymore. If you're working remote, no,
2: we don't have anything mm-hmm. to make us have that sense of belonging and yeah. that, that place where me as a whole person gets regarded and respected. Um, we had a scenario with somebody, one of uh, Thomas's clients. Um, Said to th- Thomas, found out that one of the members, their brother, had committed suicide. This, the, nobody in the company knew that. Hmm. And
0: because that's not the, the the this the online world isn't really where you where you discuss that. And also, there's triggers. You you know, we've actually had two big triggers in this in this one. One where you described the the ski resort incidents, and one where yeah. you just disregarded that. And now, when we uh, there's a very, very good podcaster out there that actually warns people for there's a trigger warning and everything. And we've got in our society yeah. as WordPress, we've got a thing called Big Orange Heart, which is, which looks after the well being of all the people, that, the the WordPresses and stuff like that. And so, Brilliant. being kind of associated with that and donating to that occasionally, we we've learned how to um, be more caring to people on and, and help their mental health. You know, we have, you know, Jonathan and I have. Um, conversations occasionally and and it's and we're we're very very appropriate around it and sometimes we have the inappropriate conversations that two blokes would have when they're just having a chat, you know. So I absolutely get that. Now Jonathan we've got one more question so that we've uh, we we keep to the time. We're three minutes away from the normal time. Um uh, uh, I'll, let we
1: you, got... I'll let you ask this one I just want to the... respond to what um oh, yeah my, carry on my reaction and then we can um Wrap the podcast and then we could we go on for fifteen minutes bonus cool. which um but penny, my reaction to calm and was totally different to you and Andrew's response as soon as you were saying that, I just thought this is just company tokenism well, that's what, um, that's what it just, it's just pure it's tokenism. just pure tokenism but oh,
2: absolutely
1: um what What is a caring company, and what is a company that's just engaged in tokenism, Penny? Slightly large, a slightly large question, Penny. But yeah,
2: I I think. Well, I think it's. I'm really pleased you asked that, Jonathan, because I felt there was a little bit of loose ends on that. I think. um, Listen, I have a lot of empathy for companies. They're there to make money, be able to pay the staff salaries, uh, make a profit for their shareholders. It's a hard. World for large companies and small companies.
1: Everybody.
2: However, if we don't look after the well-being, we will get massive staff attrition. We'll get massive uh, mental health days off, etc. So it's something that people cannot ignore. And what makes it caring? It has to come from the leadership. And to me, it's always like a family. Um, I run communities. We've got Bit One Hundred. It's um, which is business is personal, and. We have embedded into it the culture of kindness we 've embedded into it that um, that if you are part of this community, you have to have those that be in the spirit of that we 've also embedded into every Tuesday morning an hour 's well being zoom and we have a specialist t j Power, who happens to be our son, but he 's done a, a master's in psychology performance, and neuroscience and we facilitate well being conversation, and also we have another session once a month called a Let's Talk session where members come on and they know it's where they can really close the gap between their identity and their truth and they can talk with one another about what's affecting their performance. And it could be a business issue or it could be a personal issue that's affecting their performance. And I think businesses can build these in, these moments where people can join in and know that there's a culture where vulnerability and just being human is okay. It's not affecting your credibility or your productivity. It's the reverse. Once people have been heard and they know they matter, their productivity will go up. You know what it's, there's nothing nicer than having a sit with a friend, talking through something that matters to you. Sometimes you only need them to be a a sounding board. You're not even asking them for solutions and you feel better. Companies need to build that into their, their, business and uh, and uh, the way I teach that is to create community to create a community within the company
0: and I'm with you on that and I just I just need 30 seconds on this I like I like I'd like the fact that somebody gave me a calm subscription I'd love it and I love the green light thing and everything like that but that has got to be married with almost an HR department yes. becoming what it used to be an HR department, yes. department in, in corporations now. just looking at headcount they're not really they're not really concentrating on on the health and 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 well-being of of all their staff so I'm for that we I have a 10-minute meeting with my guys every morning and the first question we ask is how are you yeah how's it going you know what's what's going on it sounds a bit noisy out there what's going on is it are you no. all? You know so we 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 i totally subscribe to that so Jonathan, you can end this podcast if you like or this section of the podcast and um
1: let's move on yeah sure um it's been a great interview penny's going to stay on for another 10 15 minutes um we're going to be doing another dive i'm fascinated by this question of remote working and building real culture and our last question really um you can watch all this on the WP Tonic YouTube channel, the whole interview plus the bonus content. Um, Penny, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and your, your fabulous ideas and insights?
2: Oh, well, at the moment, and I'm very proud of this, talking about LinkedIn, you know, if you toggle your – if you're paying like for Sales Navigator, you can toggle creator mode on. And when you have creator mode on, you can um, create newsletters. Very clever. So I've now, tomorrow I release my ninth one in the newsletter. And um, it's a great discipline. Um, and so that's, I suppose, nine weeks ago I did my first one, and it's around community-led business growth. Um, and it's a story I'm building up. In fact, I think I'm going to extract it and turn it into a little book because it's a fascinating subject. there. so if I want anybody to sort of think what's penny all about, it is community and it's about what community gives to a business. And and I believe in um revenue generating communities. I think it's part of a business model. So you can follow me on LinkedIn and have a look at my newsletter. Um and, and I'd love that. And connect with me on LinkedIn also if you like. Um, I've got a website, pennypower.co.uk, absolutely overdue being being um, updated i would Um,
0: make apologies about your website please how many
2: people say it needs to be updated um i did it two years ago but obviously things you know you're advanced um i think think you've been
1: unfair to it penny i've seen a lot worse
2: worse. no i'm quite happy the way it looks it's just the content on it isn't completely um you know i haven't got this community stuff on it for example and then bit 100 is um, this community that we run. And it's um, there's a bit100.club is the URL for that, if you wanted to look that up. Um, so yeah. thank you. That's very generous of you both to let me share that. But yeah, we'd love
1: no, to. No problem, this. Penny. So, Andrew, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and what your thoughts are? You can find
0: me at thisisandrewpalmer.com, bertha.ai. And uh, on Twitter,
1: you can find me at Arnie Palmer, A-R-N-I-E Palmer. Oh, thanks, Andrew. And thank you, Penny. We're going to wrap up the podcast. Like I say, to watch the bonus content and the whole interview, go over to the WP Tonic YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that as well. It really does help the show. We'll be back next week with another fabulous guest. We've got some fantastic people coming up on the show in the next couple of months, like Penny. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group and also to keep up with the latest news, click
2: wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.